0: Hello ladies, welcome back to another episode of trueness of the words, a place for women, authentic and vulnerable. I'm your host, Eleanor, and my guest today is Kathy Patterson. Kathy is a wife, a mother. She is an advocate. She's been a minister for over 20 years. She's also currently an associate where she shares the amazing platform with her husband. I want to say thank you for joining us on today. As you know, we are in a series about accepting and loving our adult children. The Lord alone placed this within me. I myself am on a hard journey for almost 14 years of ups and downs with my daughter. So I have surrendered unto God knowing that he does not make mistakes and will use it all for his glory. So let's talk about Accepting and loving our adult children on today when we bring Kathy on with us. Hello, Kathy. Good morning. morning. How are you today? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm
1: good. I'm blessed and um, humbled and honored by this invitation.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. So let's jump into this. So I want to say there are a few things, Okay that um, I wanted to chat about, but before we do that, is there anything that you want to say?
1: I just want to say it's an honor being here. I want to say it's um, the topic, as soon as you gave it to me, it just, I have so many friends, so many people um, dealing with their adult children, even in my own family. Uh, With my husband. So when you brought this topic to me, I was like, "This is God. This is this is truly God." Because I don't think we talk about you know relations with adult children and how important it is.
0: Yes, that's powerful. Thank you. Now I always say this: anybody that knows me knows I keep my notes right. I keep them with me. So I have it written. I have because when we're speaking, there's so much information to unpack when we're talking. And so, and that's during, you know, we just trying to get to know each other, communicating and just trying to understand. And so something you brought out when uh, we were talking, you said people say, when people say things about their adult children stating they need to learn the hard way. Can you elaborate? Can we chat about that a little bit about what do we, what is it? What does that mean Let me say that.
1: Well for me, okay when you' when your child is 18, you know that's that's the thing we say they're now they're an adult, right now they're you know they're basically an adult. so we're done raising our kids right we
0: mm-hmm.
1: we, we did all things that we could do we tried to put them in the right school, okay. discipline it all that. The problem is when they become adults um and I think I think it's a generational thing. Where we come and we say, you know what? I don't care what's going on. They, they need to learn the hard way. So sometimes because we've already raised them, we we stop investing, we stop pouring that wisdom into them. We stop, stop telling them things because we feel like, well, they gotta learn the hard way. They 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 don't. That's a myth. They don't have to learn the hard way. They will. Life will interrupt them and give them hard things, regardless of what we do or what we don't do. What we don't have to do is allow them to run into walls that they don't have to necessarily go into. Things that can basically alter their lives. So we have to be careful saying our children need to learn the hard way because we don't want to pour more into them. Oh, they grown, they they need to do what they need to do. And that's not necessarily true. Part of it's true, but life will take them there. We don't we don't have to give them lessons. Life will give them lessons. We don't have to add lessons to their lives. We did that when we were raising them, but now they're adults. We should be advising them and pouring into now. This is our investment that we pour into.
0: Wow. That's really, really good. So when you talk about the investment, so I have this thing where I say all the time that whatever, I've said this before, whatever I put in you, um, I expect to get that back out of you. But what do you have any enlightenment for women or have you experienced where early on you've invested something in maybe your children and in their adult years, you're not seeing the fruits of that right away. And how do you manage that if that is so?
1: That's absolutely so. Because as a parent, you can do everything that you in your mind do. Like, give an example. Let me just break this down. When okay. I had my son, I had my son. Okay, I had I had my son out of wedlock. And me being a person I am, I call myself being an intellectual person. I I bought every Parenthood book, every everything I can think of. Like, I'm going to raise my child right. I'm going, you know, give him everything he need out of a book. Not the Bible, Mm -hmm. but out out of some magazines and some books. And I found quickly on Mm -hmm. that that doesn't work. That doesn't work. So pouring into my child and seeing him do some stuff as an adult, you're like, well, that's not what I put into you. That's not, you know, that's not what I, you know, uh, invested in you. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, we start looking like, wow, yes. th- this is this is not the child I raised. Well we don't re- realize that they're still in this world and the mm. world infiltrates. So in other words, it's like the world filters in what we have poured in.
0: Right. If that yes. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so
1: sometimes right. it, it, it it alters what we invested in our children because the world is gonna filter in, regardless of what we do. The world's gonna filter. It's, it's nothing we can do from friends to environment. To even teachers, um, you know, places they go. We don't realize that no matter what we pour into them, there's a there's an infiltrator, there's the enemy that will come in and disturb some of those things that we have settled in them and their foundation and try to rock that. And and sometimes that comes across in their adulthood, and there's there's nothing mm-hmm. we can do but pray. Wow,
0: it's not it's yeah. not what
1: we've done, but Again, we in this world, but we're not of this world. Now, fortunately, um, and I can give you a testimony on something like that,
0: um, yes.
1: that, you know, I was like, okay, that, that's not that's not what we do as a family. That's not, you know, God taught me a lesson. When my son was, I think he was like eight or nine, mm-hmm. and I had just, I was just newly saved. And I told my okay. son, I was like, you know, we don't listen to anything oh. to gospel music. We don't, you know, we don't use profanity. I mean, I was pouring all this good stuff in him, right? Mm. You know, stuff for him to be wholesome. And I never forget, Eleanor, he came home singing R. Kelly. Nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I'm like, all the songs for him to memorize. I'm like, where did you get that song from?
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: like, from school. I said, what do you mean from school? Yes. Mr. Shugger, here here, he told us he was a dog and he would put on music. And so when we have lunch, we would have music. And the Lord spoke to me then. He said, you can only teach your child and give him a foundation, but you can't take him out this world. So there'll be Amen. things that's going to infiltrate them, whether you there or not. And, and I think as parents we think that we can shield our we cannot shield our children from this world the world will infiltrate and bring stuff into them that we have no clue some things we know about some things we will never know because our kids won't share with us but yeah. that let me know in yeah, you you can't save them from
0: the world oh wow that's really good I remember my daughter when she was in high school she was at home uh when she was talking and her and her friend was there. And so I literally um, was listening to her speak, and they were talking about what other kids did. And I said, "But what did you do?" And it was it wasn't what she said; it's what she didn't say that let me know that you were a part of something mm. as well. And that was one of my very beginning defining moments with my daughter that let me know, okay. You think you're shielding her from things, mm-hmm. but she's getting it anyway out here in the world. She's getting it from school. So, with me though, I was more controlling at that time. I mean, I, mean, I still, even in my daughter's adult years, I carried that control. And so, I've recently learned how the Lord has taught me through hardship how you have to release that. And so, but that was my beginning mm-hmm. factor of knowing. Okay, she's getting things from this world. And how do you combat that? How do you, Eleanor, give your daughter, not even, you're giving her the foundation, but how does that look differently? And mm-hmm. so I think so many as women and as mothers, you mentioned you had your uh, your first child out of wedlock, same here. And so I'm raising a child on my own. Mm-hmm. and trying to figure it out uh, pretty much as you go, and you really are as—it's um, not that your parents didn't do the best that they knew. So you 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 actually have to give grace there because they did the very best that they knew how to do. Now we kind of get it a little bit better, but you also said when you first got saved and took your—you told your son, okay, so you putting everything in them, we're listening to gospel music, this and the other. Oh my goodness. I remember when that was it. I said, you will not curse around my daughter. Nobody can curse around her. You can't do this. Oh my, as if though, well, we did. We forgot. There's an outside world that they have to go into. And so, yeah, that, that, that's really um good. I, You have anything else you want to talk about about that?
1: Um... You know what? Yeah, because my son, you know, he had gotten into some anger issues because his dad wasn't around like, you know, like, you know, like he wanted him to be. He was kind of in and out. And so what I did, Eleanor, was I started realizing from elementary school when he had the incident with the R. Kelly song. I said, I can't be the only person doing this. I have to have a village. I have to have a village pouring into him. Uh, when he's got middle school, that that was my prayer. I said, God, send him people
0: mm. who will
1: pour into him what I pour into him. Not so I can be controlling,
0: mm. but so he'll know that
1: it's not just Mama that wants that wants him to live like this. But this is the way to live. This is the way to go. You have to have a foundation. You have to. Yes, you're gonna make mistakes. Yes, you're gonna have some stuff that you shouldn't do. i I I did it. I said, but I want reinforcement in his life. So I prayed and asked God, I said, everything that he has at home, I want him to have reinforcement outside of the home. Because so many times we tell our kids, because it's how my parents was. I don't know how your parents was. But my parents was like, look, you do what I say, not what I do. Is, so I've seen a lot of hypocrisy, and, no, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, stuff going on. So my prayer was what he sees at home is what he sees on the outside with his mom. And not mm. only do he see it on the outside, he's also, I'm praying that God gives him reinforcement. So he'll have, so he'll know that, you know, because you know how kids are, you know, that's my mama talking. That's, that's, you know, that's what my mama wants. So when I started praying for that reinforcement, let me tell you what God did. And I think as parents, we don't think about that. We don't think about we need to pray and tell and ask God, send some reinforcement outside of me. So Mm. my child will know it's not just me that needs him to live like this. But this is a God thing. This is a good thing. And this this is what's going to help him when life starts hitting him, whether I'm here on this earth or not and i never forget he had an internship and he had to pick an internship when he was uh just got in high school he was in ninth grade and that was part of his uh requirements it was a new school um the school was built like a college all the uh grades were in different levels um they didn't have grades they had narratives it was it was a really good school and so during this um internship he had to pick a place to you know do an internship well my son picked dog training i'll never forget that i'm like dog training i'm like do you want to be a vet or you know I'm, I'm confused at the time i didn't know why he picked this he's like Mom, i want to train dogs i'm like okay you can train dogs um he went to go train these dogs and it was not in a good neighborhood and so I was, you know, being a mother, I was kind of concerned. I didn't know the people. Um, I, I don't know, they got a list from, I guess, uh from the school or something, these companies that was willing to have taken these teenagers um to do internship. Well, little did I know. That internship, Eleanor turned into a lifetime relationship.
0: Wow.
1: And this is where I probably wow. need my tissue. My son called me. And I, like I said Tim, my son was really, he was really going through because that, you know, that's that age where their hormones are going. And um his dad wasn't in his life. Um he didn't understand it. I was still wasn't married. And he said, Ma, he said, you're gonna love this internship. And I'm like, why am I gonna learn an internship? He said, because at lunchtime, the owners do Bible study. Eleanor, I was like, what? He's like, they do Bible study. And they asked me, is okay? My mom said, yeah, my mom's in church. And so when I say that turned into a lifetime relationship, That my son was 14 then. My son's 33 to this day. That's his pastor right now. That's the one who married him. They've had this relationship over 15, eight, like 18 years now and these bible says my son would come home and tell me all kind of things and the one thing I didn't want him to do was have a child out of wetlock now if he would have had one fine because I can't be a hypocrite and say you know that's not you know that's the worst thing you can do because it's not the worst thing you can do but I knew the challenges I knew the stuff that would come against him mm. um I knew the struggles that he would have. It wasn't the baby or him having sex out of marriage so much, even though that's, that's what we believe not to. It was because I knew the consequences that, yeah, God forgives you, but there's consequences attached to everything that we do. That's outside the will of God. And I never forget. He told me one day and his name is Flynn Peacher. He's a, um, he's a pastor. Like I said, and, he said, um, Mom, we were talking about relationships. And to this day, I don't know, I think this is why my son got on the right path when it came to relationships. He said that one day they had a teaching. And he told my son, you don't want to be out here with different girls and having sex and doing all this stuff that you you think you're bad enough to do because of your hormones or because you're young and you feel like you know nothing's going to happen to you because right now you don't think about you know consequences. He said, but you have to think of yourself like a dealership. And I said, I said what do you mean dealership? He said, a car dealership. He said, you know, there's cars on, when you go into a dealership, there's cars outside, right? There's cars that, you know, sit outside and you walk around and you look at the cars. And, you know, he said, then you have those cars that's inside the dealership that's on display. He said, well, the cars that's on the outside, they have been uh, damaged by, I mean, have been in all elements the rain, the sleet, the snow. He said, Some them cars have miles on because people have test drove them. He said, But the cars in display are preserved for special people, they are not test driven, they have not been in the elements, they have not been damaged. He said, You want to be the car that's on display, you don't want to be the car that's been driven by multiple people. You don't want to be the car that's been all different elements and now you're so damaged that when, you, when somebody do get in the car, now not they're um, subject um, to how that car was driven by somebody else. And when I say that stuck with my son through his adult years, through his adult years. And I said, that was nothing but God. So this man literally helped me raise my son. He literally would go up to the school. My son was like, you know, because he, he he didn't know how to express his anger with his dad. So he would have act out sometimes in school. Now, he never got in fights, never got in trouble, but he, he had like a lot of anger, a lot of pent up anger against his dad. And he would say stuff to the teacher Well, the teacher was only what a couple of years older than now I think she was in her early 20s and I always felt like she was too young for such a such a group. but anyway she would call his mentor she wouldn't even call me and he would go he would go up to the school this man had his own family he was young, had kids had a wife but he would go up to the school to see my son and he would take care of it. I wouldn't even have to go up to the school. Hmm. When I say this man enriched my life, talking about having somebody on your show when i say he he did things that i probably could never impart into my son and then the lord reminded me he said you pray for reinforcement you Mm -hmm. pray for your son to be surrounded by the same thing you teach at home so he'll know this is just not mommy trying to keep you out of trouble it's not mommy trying to make you a goody two shoes this is these are twos that's going to help you with your life. You need these tubes. He told my son, you have to make a decision. Do you want to be an air conditioner or do you want to be a fan? Mm -hmm. My son said, what does that mean? He said, because a fan just moves stuff around the room. It doesn't change anything. He Mm -hmm. said, But an air conditioner changes the atmosphere. He said, when you Mm move in a room, you want to, you don't want to be influenced by what's already in the air. You wanna be changed by the atmosphere. You wanna act, you wanna be the atmosphere changer. You don't wanna be the one to direct the change in the room. Mm-hmm. And so I believe to this day, um those tools that was given to him, you know, he used them to this day. You know, he, he's he's married, he's he's about to have his first child. And yeah, he still have his struggles and different we all do, the stuff that we go through, but I it's nothing but the grace of God. And the prayers and what I pray and, and just you know totally depending on God where He is today. And so that's part of my when I say, you know, you have to pray for that reinforcement. Sometimes we just, oh, we're gonna pray and you know, make sure our kids are gonna be as women as and I say women because we are the carriers, we hold the womb. So when our kids go through stuff, we feel it the most because we we are the carriers, we carry the seed here to see whether it's to see the good things or to see the bad things we are the ones who carry that and so mm-hmm. as a mother we can't just pray that they do good because we know we said in the beginning the world's going to infiltrate them regardless of what we teach them but we can't pray for that reinforcement and then we have to take our hands off and let it go but we have to pray for that reinfo- lord everywhere they go let them be reminded every time they look at something let at me reminded of you send somebody in a life who can impart into them not just what I say but more wisdom better wisdom and and God did it he did it
0: oh my goodness I love that I almost yeah, so that is I want I want to say this and we haven't I don't want to I'm gonna say this because something's happening with feedback so ladies, out there, you're listening, please don't let the feedback. The enemy started off real early and busy trying to not let this come forth. Yes, And I know that's what it is, so I'm not just saying that because too many, many technical things are happening. So don't get distracted by any feedback Mm -hmm. you may hear. I need you to hear what God needs us to hear. Mm -hmm. And he's bringing that forth for us. Now, Kathy, I want to speak on when you're talking, you're speaking about the uh, the mentor that came into your son's life. The powerful thing about that, there's two powerful things and then there's a negative, that I want us women out here to speak. And I want to first speak to the women that has a husband, your wife, you have children at home, and this man is going out and he's assisting in someone else's family. Be that woman that You're walking with God. Be that woman to know and trust that God is you. He's going to provide and keep you. And when I say provide, I don't mean financial, even though he's going to do that. What I'm saying is if you have a husband that's called for that, trust God that he's going to keep your husband in a place of integrity. Because so many women Amen. are intimidated by, or I don't know what it could be jealous of. I don't know the phrase for it. For lack of a better term, we're just going to say intimidated by, here's a single woman. What is my husband doing? Why is he spending so much time with her? He Trust God to know that God has placed a calling on your husband's life to be able to be an impartation into this, another young man's life. And for women... I mean, we have the same thing. We have to give an impartation into other young women's lives. So I just want to say that a little bit to women. Mm-hmm. Have faith and confidence in God, because Kathy, you demonstrated a powerful thing. And what you demonstrated was a woman also of integrity, because here's this man pouring to your son's life and you kept it in a posture of trusting the Lord. This has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. and this This has everything to do with Mm my son and that I prayed and I asked God to give him what he needs outside of the home Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to instill in him as a woman inside of the home. And God did that. So I just Mm -hmm. want to show both sides of that. Women, trust the Lord. Absolutely. Your husband's out here to be to be that beacon of light. Help. A help me areas for these young men mm-hmm. and the same women, when the man does come be the person, that woman of integrity and don't think that this is okay. This man is showing interest in my son or my daughter. So they're showing interest in me. Something in me is saying that needs to be said. So I'm saying that.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I totally I totally agree, and you know, let me put this caveat in here, His it was a family business, um, so it was, uh, Flynn, his name is Flynn Peacher, um, it was his father, his mother, his sisters, um, the whole family basically rallied around my son, and women do have to, to make sure that um, when anybody comes to mentor their children, that they know this is for their children. Mm-hmm. This, this is not a, a love connection. Um, and I'm not saying stuff like that doesn't happen, but as a as a single mother, I'll just start off as a single mother. We have to be so prayed up because sometimes our vulnerabilities will have us see and hear things that are not there, or that are not real because of where we are emotionally. Because we're emotional creatures, mm-hmm. and it, it's a good thing. I think so many times it's a uh, it, it's almost painted like a bad thing because we're you know women are so emotional. Well the world wouldn't be what it is if, it, if we weren't emotional so you know i don't want to put a negative uh connotation on being emotional but we just have to make sure what my, mirrored or single that we have to make sure yes. um that yes. we're that we're listening to the voice of god and we're here we're not just listening it's twofold we actually have to hear god as well because god speaks back Well, a lot of times it's like oh god didn't speak back yeah he spoke back it just wasn't what you wanted to hear but God always speaks back to us. So we have to be clear um, on what that relationship is. And, it, and sometimes it could be seasonal. God just allowed it to be a lifetime relationship because he knew what my son was going to need in his young adult years. Um, and Flynn Petra, I would say he's only like eight years older than my son. So, you know, it was a, it wasn't just a, a mentorship. But this was like somebody like that could be his brother, you know um so he was able to relate to him because he's like this man is young you know he's not like oh you know they think we old anyway um he's not old like my mom he, he's in with the times he he knows what's going on so that was the help as well because they weren't that far apart in the age
0: that's powerful i'm glad you said that that's for this so ladies i hope that we hear that um because that that's a part for me that's not uh It's not funny. It's nothing to joke with. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a powerful thing. So I hope someone's really listening to that. So I want to elaborate on something that mothers, we feel every mother should do, right? Or start doing. And something you said is let go of their expectations of their children. The picture they painted, from the wound. Now, I really want that picture, and I kind of know what you're saying there, because we have a picture of what we think our children should be when they come here, and you kind of have spoke about that a little bit, but if you can dive deeper in that, I would so appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Oh, gosh, that, that's 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 so much to impact. Um, when we have our children, no matter what state we're in, whether it's uh, having our kids out of wet like like we mentioned before, whether it's inside of a marriage, you know, whatever the case is, I you could adopt a child. I right. haven't think it happens even if you adopt a child. Um, we have a expectation, and most of that expectation comes from what we think we're gonna pour into our kids. You know, if if you know if I if you make a if you make a cake and use all the ingredients, you expect to get a cake. Uh, but how many times you've had all the ingredients and you taste that cake and somehow that cake did not come out how you wanted that cake. And I think as parents, men and women, but I said, especially women, because we're the nurturers. We like, well, if I pour in a little bit of this, if I pour in a little bit of that, if I put this over here, if I put them in the right schools, uh, if I make sure that I articulate, you know, to, I don't know, to the highest level if I live in the right neighborhood um uh, give them the right zip code um if I um introduce them to the to the uh to the world like museums and expose them to the fine dining um if I show them a the proper way to you know to have a salad fork and how to you know you know hit the different utensils we pour all this stuff into them and then we have the and after we pour it we have the expectation this is how our child is going to turn out, and that is not reality. Because as you are pouring, the world is pouring something into tonight. As you are pouring, your child might have a mental illness that you don't know about. As you are pouring, your child might go through some through incest or molestation or rape. Let's just let's just keep it real. As you are pouring, somebody is at school teasing your child. Something that's, that's going to carry them to high school or college or, or whatever they decide to do. As you are pouring, they're running to relationships that they don't even share with their parents that, you know, this person verbally abused me and it stuck with me. I had a teacher. My son went to a magnet school. anybody know anything about magnet school, you have to have certain GPA. And the first day he got in class. The, te- he, the teacher asked what everybody got in math my son said i got an a in math you know what the teacher said sure you did that stuck with my child what you know it was such a negative kind of it's like what and my son but it stuck with him so what i say about reality is your expectations are fine you should have expectations of your children but that's not the reality That's that's not the reality because as like you said, I did mention it before as what you're pouring in is being infiltrated by things that are happening to their lives. Think about us as adults. There are things that we have went through as adults. We will never tell our parents. We will never share with our parents because we know it will crush our parents. And so sometimes when our children act out or our children is uh, defensive or uh, going through depression or any, any kind of mental illness, we automatically think, okay, what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? What happened? Life happened. They might actually have a mental illness. They might actually need help. They might actually have uh somebody molest them they might actually have went through some verbal abuse but we don't know all we see is a symptom when our children are going through something when they're acting out that's a symptom of a root that we don't know anything about so the problem is when we when I say reality that reality is that root we don't see the root you can look at trees outside and and, and plants and flowers all you see is the all you see is a manifestation that it's either a bloom there's flowers or there's either a withering but it's always in the root it's always in the root what what is in that root they got a hold, they got attached what 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 was it was a dry root was it was it too much because sometimes we can give our kids too much where now they're they're solely dependent on us and they're not they're not independent um or the opposite like what i did because i'm a tr- transparent minister so i'm gonna let you know i'm, I'm transparent so when you talk about authentic and vulnerability i'm very transparent my transparency what i said i did with my son was i made him too independent i made him so independent that right now i would say his biggest struggle is his pride like you know i, I can do it on my own even in his marriage i can do it on my own and so that's not to say that i just messed up make him independent but sometimes you can pour a little bit too much so when i was talking about that cake it's not that you didn't use all the ingredients, but something you either didn't put enough in, or you poured too much of. And as parents, we have to realize what did I pour too much in, and what did I not put enough? In, what did I not put enough in? Because it, it can work either way. Either way, anything outside of the recipe, you can do too much. But see, that's when God's grace comes in, and and that's what I mean by reality. Wherever we messed up at, that's God's grace. Whatever we pour too much of, that's God's grace. Whatever we didn't give enough of, that's God's grace. So their reality is not our reality. We have to remember that regardless of what our expectations were for our children, there's a reality that it's not lining up with the picture that we are that with the picture they had. You you have a picture behind you now. Um Beautiful picture, Eleanor, behind you. And if somebody was to say, I want you to paint that same picture that's behind Eleanor," and in your mind, and they tell you to go off memory, and in your mind, that picture, you know, got the red flowers, the yellow flowers, and I don't care how good that person painted, it's not gonna be exactly like the picture that's already there. So the problem is our expectations, it never changes. And in our mind, our baby, our adult children is still our baby. Our perfect little baby with the five fingers, five toes, the baby that we brought home, the one that used to smile at our silly jokes and our coin, the baby that used to reach up to us and totally depend on us, the baby that would, you know, you know, just, just love us and hug us when we was having a bad day and that baby didn't know it, and that baby would give us a hug and give us some love. That's not the same baby.
0: They're an yeah. adult,
1: the the reality. Your expect i I think our expectations never leave from when we had that baby from the woman. That that it just never leaves because we it's a permanent pain, it's just gonna stay there because we are they because in our minds we carry them, we nurture them, not just in the womb, but we nurture them outside the womb. How how in the world could my child turn out like this? Or how in the world could I not have a relationship with my child when I've when i when i nurtured them and i loved them and as a parent we started thinking about all the stuff we did for them how we poured into them and what we did and god was like no 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 first of all it was god who helped us do everything that, that we did but just like us children leave children have their own mindset they get their own morals they get their own values they get their own part what they think is important and unfortunately our
0: reality just don't match our expectations. Wow. You unpack so much there. I, I kind of want to, normally I'm like, normally I'm like writing down all the notes real fast. I'm writing them, but it's literally staying in my head because you hit a few things. You, so I was writing notes all in my head, didn't even want to move. Cause I didn't want to <laughs> so listen. When Amen. you talk about um, we putting them, uh, we move in the best area putting them in the best schools, you uh, allow only certain things in the household. Literally, that was me. I thought that if I put her in the best schools, if I give her the best upbringing, if I make sure she's not around certain people, because you feel like you're structuring or molding a specific... It's like when you do a mold. People, I don't like Jell-O, so let me first say that. But what always amazed me about Jell-O was even though we talk about the picture behind, but with the gel, even with Jello mold, sometimes when you get it out of that mold, some piece may be broken off of it, may have broken off of it. Then sometimes it comes up. But the thing about it is it kind of has that same structure. So I looked mm-hmm. at my daughter, as many women may have looked at their children as this is my, I'm molding this. And you said it so well. We are not, God is the one. And I've spoke often about how I've removed him from the driver's seat, the pilot, I'm managing this thing. But yeah. we mold them and we think we mold them into what it is they're going to be. And then you went on to say, because I'm, it just was powerful to me. We are human beings. We grew up to be and made our own decisions So I'm gonna say this will make us think that our children would not, and but it's hurtful when they do because we know what we say. My child isn't gonna have the same upbringing I had. My child, I'm not gonna do this to my child. I'm not gonna. And even though you may not do as much of it, and you may give them every single thing that you feel is best. You talk about it. If we're giving them too much. Mm-hmm. I had a daughter that didn't want for anything. We're talking when we say material, she didn't want for anything. Mm-hmm. She all the way around. I showered mm-hmm. her with what I thought was love, right? But if she was out of order, you you getting disciplined. Mm-hmm. You disrespect me with that mouth, mm-hmm. I'm coming at that mouth. If you not doing what you need to do in school, you getting that butt tap because we we're going to be responsible here. And so with my daughter, she said that was abuse right and I always laugh I said, well I don't know what they what if she would have got what I what I received when I was coming up, we got extension cords and everything right <laughs> <laughs> all our tail mm-hmm. so right <laughs> the point right is, right right but we are we want to do something different for our children and sometimes like that cake batter you said, sometimes we pour in too much. And then sometimes we don't give enough and then, but they're human and we have to learn um what, you know, like that love language, I think it's important. So any woman out there, if you're raising children now, learn your children, don't learn them for what you want them to be. I think that's a powerful thing that I wish I had a gain game. Mm-hmm. You guys some really, powerful information and I'm sitting here very um, calm I'm trying to stay calm because I don't want to make one movement over here seem like something you know this audio going and something's going wrong and I don't want to mess anything up so let me ask you this Mm -hmm. taking on their failures while as an as a parent as a mother something you talked about where we're taking on our children's um, taking on their our children's failure, or taking on their failures as our own. How do you feel about? I mean, can you yes. speak to that? I
1: mean, just you saying it and repeating it back to me. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, it it touches me because. It goes back into that that, to that investment um, and pouring into our children. It's hard not to when you're when I say failure, I'm not talking about a job or it could be a failure in their emotions. It could be a failure in how they interact with us. It could be a failure in um, um, how they're leading their life because we and when I say failure, you know it's not it's contradictory. Of what you poured into your child. And so when we see things like that, we consider it a failure because it's below what we the standard that we put into our children. And so, say for instance, if your child has a mental illness, and you know I told you that's that's close to my heart. Yeah. Or say your child um didn't finish college, say so they started college and they and they didn't finish. Um, say so they didn't finish high school. You got some parents, you know, uh, where the child never finished high school. We take that failure on our as ourselves, like, okay, again, what I what didn't I do? Um, what could I have done better? And we start backtracking and looking at everything, every single thing that we did. But as you said before, that is God who, who allowed us to do what we did do we're not perfect people but that's not that's what not that's not I don't know that's not what we go to immediately immediately we go to ourselves and say what did I do wrong and so whatever our kids do wrong we take it as our own like what did I do to make them do that or what did I do to make them say that or feel that or not complete that we, we will take on everything that's negative. And take it as our own because we was like, no, that's my child. That's that's no, that's a loan. That was a loan to you. That was a spirit that God granted you to raise in the flesh. But that child doesn't belong to us. It reminds me of the story of Hannah when I had my radio broadcast um it came from the story of hannah because everybody was getting married in my church everybody when i say everybody seemed like we had like 60 something weddings and i was prophesying on that i was gonna get married and every year came it was never me and the lord brought hannah to my mind and i read the story of hannah and that's how i came up with the name hannah breakthrough ministry because hannah prayed and prayed and prayed and because She was being teased and the other wife was basically, and I'm just trying to summarize it. The wife was, you know, basically teasing her and, you know, and, and because she was barren and Hannah prayed until she couldn't pray no more where the priest thought she was drunk and all she wanted was a child. And but what struck me about that story was when Hannah became pregnant, the first thing she did was give that child back to God. And in that story, I kept saying, God, what is it that you want me to get out of this story? And what the Lord told me was, it wasn't the child that Hannah wanted. It wasn't it, it wasn't the child. What Hannah wanted to know was, God, do you remember me? God, am I worthy to be blessed? Am I worthy of your promises? That's why it was so easy for her to give Samuel over to back to God. Because she was like, it's not that I want a child, but God, you blessed the other why Peternia how come you what's wrong with me how come you don't bless me and so as as a as a mother when we have these children we don't realize they belong to God that i their failures are their failures they are, we were just the carrier we were just a blessing we were just a womb that was chosen we are not the ones to carry on their failures that their failures do not belong to us their disappointments don't belong to us. Their attitudes, their emotions don't belong to us. That is not for us to carry. God said we've done our part and we cannot take on a kids or our adult children's failures or uh, even their lack of relationship with us. Sometimes we look at it, well, they don't call me. I, I talk to women that they say their adult children might call them once a month. Don't come see about them and we again we'll take on that as our failure like well what did i do where my child is not close to me what did i do where they don't want to come see me my son had a daughter and a son that didn't talk to him for over 15 years and i had to constantly tell them that's not on you that's on them because if you've forgiven them if you've moved on and say you know what you know that's that's their issue The woman of 15 years that 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 12 years they had the issue she wasn't her issue you know so many times we take on the issue we actually create like you said talking about a mole you create you almost create another entity because you like i'm that's my issue no that's not your issue that's your child's issue if you have forgiven them and say you know what lord just bring it back to me it's not on you and me and my husband prayed when we met, I think we prayed for over 10 years, literally. No, we've been married 19 years. I mm-hmm. think we prayed, they just came back last, last year. And now they're closer than ever. When you talk about you no know, communication, um, it, it was horrible. It was, And I had to watch my husband cry on every Father's Day, every holiday. And I had and, and through all those years of prayer I said it is not your issue mm-hmm. it is not your failure that's oh, their reality that's their reality that is not yours don't make it yours. your reality is you have forgiven them you have said no matter what they're still your children that you'll take just like the prodigal son you'll take them back no matter where they've been or where they've gone. I said now it's on them. They're adults, and I think we miss it. They are adults. Their frontal lobe grows at 25, which means they know the consequences right now. Every if they over 25, they know the consequences of what they do. And I said, and, and I said, make it so bad. I said that's on them because the Bible says is there's no condition in the word that says when you are your parents, it has to be because they were perfect, because they gave you everything, because they gave you the right balance. That condition is not, there's no conditions on that. It says to honor your parents, that your days may be long. And that that's it. There's there's, there's no condition attached to that. So, and I, and I had to tell my husband, we prayed our way through. They to this day, that we told them, we prayed every single day. I said, because at the end of the day, I said, what I don't want you to do is be like the imitation of life. Coming at his funeral and saying, what have I done? So, you know, that's what I mean we put our failures, we take our failures on whatever our kids do that's not lining up. But those are expectations. we like, what did I do?
0: Now, Kathy, I have to jump in. I I, I tend to try to stay quiet and mm-hmm. let, let let each person get it out. But you were saying so I, said, oh, I have to get in here. that's okay. then I started now I, I could not even keep it in my head. We got my pen out. Okay. <laughs> so, you the issues when you speak about we take that on, I know exactly what you're talking about, and so I got my little over here too. Because I took so my situation has been it's been uh, 14 years now, over it's been a struggle, and so I remember in the beginning for years though, I took it on. I what did I do wrong? You feel like you're on an island by yourself, and the best way I can describe it is you feel like you're on, like, stay with me. It feels like you're on an isolated island on an isolated island. Mm -hmm. You're already on an isolated island. Now you feel like you're isolated. No one else is going through this. Mm -hmm. What did I do wrong? Why did not do, why is it that my daughter, you know, and then you, and I'm one of those, I never blame. So even though my daughter's father wasn't there to raise her, I pray for them every single day. To this day, uh-huh. to this day, I pray, Lord, give them that relationship because I could see things too that I could see like daddy issues is what uh-huh. they call it. And uh-huh. so I, but I was pre- from day one, I have prayed over my daughter. And so when we, when that distance came, And it's other things in the play, you know, people Mm -hmm. not getting along, you know, this is a problem, but either way, my thing is, this is my daughter. So that's where I'm, was at. everything else? What about she and I? And you take that on, you take it to heart and you think you're the one to blame, but you said something else. I jotted that down. And I'm going to say this, ladies, if you didn't catch anything else, catch this. She said- That frontal lobe, it develops fully at 25. I did not know that. So that Mm -hmm. means, hey, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, you can act a little, but at 25, you've developed, you know right, you genuinely know right from wrong. Yes. You have the capacity to forgive, choose to forgive. You have the, because here's the thing too. I want to say this. So often we have a tendency to put it all on ourselves, but our children do things as well that tear down relationships. But we are like, we're the parents. So we say, hey, we're going to love them regardless. Mm -hmm. So they have to own their stuff as well, but we don't have to broad them with it. Our responsibility is to love them when they come back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be there and let God do the rest. That's our responsibility. You,
1: you know, you're so right. It brought back, back some of my memories. You know, it, it goes back to that infiltrating. My husband would call his kids, and I told him stop. Don't don't call no more. Don't don't reach out no more. I said because I said God is doing something with them. I said and by you calling them, that's interrupting what God mm-hmm. is trying to do. I said I'm praying that they have peace. But they don't be comfortable, that they don't be comfortable with not having a relationship with you. I pray that they just it 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 is like an out-of-body experience where they just they trying to figure out what what it is, how, why they feeling this way. And it's because they they're disconnected um from their relationship with you. I said, and I, that was the hardest thing he had to do because he was still trying to, you know, try to reach out. And, and the minute we start stop reaching out, it seems like the more. You know, um, it seemed like we were getting closer to getting through to them. And I, I think it's it's just a shame that as parents, you got parents to this day that they overdo for their kids because they feel like they're not gonna love me. They not they're not gonna if I don't do this, they're not gonna wanna be around me. Cause I had to tell my husband that when they did call, it was always, I need some money, pops. Uh, I'm in a jam, pops. I said, stop don't give them anything else. I said because I said cuz now the relationship is based on condition. I said when they come back this time, it'll be unconditional. It won't be based on what you have done for them, where you have been for them. I don't care if they homeless. If you go down there and give them a piece of bacon, they're going to be happy and they're not going to be upset because you ain't give them a bacon and shelter. I said, because love is unconditional. You can't you can't base on conditional because you can have everything today. And then what happens when pops can't do it? Are they gonna go away? Are, are they gonna start, you know, are they gonna distance themselves again? So I said, this time, I said, stop reaching out. Don't ask them what they need. And I'm telling you, God did it. He after all these years, he did it. They they so independent now, and they like, you know what? His his son came to him, so you know what, Pops? I was getting convicted by not having a This is his only son. He said, I was getting convicted by not having a relationship with you. I was getting convicted, he said, I wasn't speaking to you. And I said, that was that prayer. I told him, that's that prayer. And we said, Lord, make him uncomfortable. You know, give him peace, give him grace. I said, but make him uncomfortable not having a relationship with his parent. I said, because regardless of what he feels, he knows what you have poured into him. He knows what you have done for him. And I said, that is never going. And I think as parents, we feel like it's going away because of how the relationship is today. Like they forgot forgotten about everything that we've done. No, they haven't forgotten. My son at 18, you know what he told me? If he don't give me another thing, he said, Ma, you need to write a book and teach parent classes. He said, I appreciate how you written. Now a teenager, I didn't think he could stand me. I know, because you know, he was going through that teenage, how they turned to an alien. And he said, "Ma, he said no. He said I appreciate how you. He don't have to give me enough. the fact that he said that to me. Being a single parent, the thing was a couple of years ago. He gave. He know I love sculptures. He gave me a these acrobats that that look like they're propelling off the wall. And he put in the car. He said, "Ma, thank you for having the acrobat faith and raising me, because I know it wasn't easy for you. Now I didn't ever talk to him about my struggles." money whatever the case may be but he had a sense that my i know you every tool that you had regardless it was too much of one thing or not enough another you pulled out of what you had and that's what a lot of these kids don't realize i I, there, there was no going to lowe's home depot adding anything else to my toolbox I pulled out, even with the word of God, I still pulled out everything that I, everything that I could use, I pulled it out. And if, if whoever's listening today, I want them to know that. You you pulled out everything that you, because we don't realize, we start with a deficit. First of all, like you said it earlier, I know we human. You know, good. we make mistakes. So we start off with a deficit raising our kids to begin with. And it's funny because I can't wait to see my son with his child because I'll be like, You're gonna get yourself back. You gonna get yourself back. And it's you know, it's coming. Sometimes that's sometimes that's a sweet revenge. You can get (laughs) so
0: they can see how 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 not easy this thing is. Yes. Now you know what? So I wanna say this in our last couple minutes. Now, ladies, we actually have a part two Mm -hmm. with Kathy. So don't say, what, we're ending already. No, we actually have a part two. So we're going to, we're getting ready to wrap this up in about less than a couple minutes. But I want to say this. You talked about the relationships. I'm going to say this in short. So that way we'll pick up with this for later. Okay. So we'll leave this okay. as a caveat. Mind do it. When you talked about um, not, don't communicate, Let leave it alone. Cause they, it's like, it comes with conditions. Now, so with some uh, sometimes we have to hear whatever the Lord is telling us. Because every remember, this isn't a hard factor that's being stated. Some the Lord may be calling you to do it differently, but there are many instances because they do, they want. I want to get this. Can you give me that? It's a con- and it, and if you don't do it, they're angry with you. I've lived that life. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the one and I'm gonna end this with this part. My daughter told me. She told me recently. Don't pick up the phone and call me. Don't say nothing to me. I don't want to talk to you. There's no communication between you and me. She broke it all the way down. You're talking about something that sting. But I have so much peace. So when you just said what you said, it just blew me back because I hear you, God. Because he gave me peace in that moment when she said it, that you will not reach out again. Until it's timing. I heard that that was so clear and my peaceful for me. So when you just said that, it just did so much for me. So, ladies, when we come back, Kathy is going to expound. We're going to talk about that so we can chat about when our children tell us, don't reach out to me. I don't want to talk to you. We're done. We're over. And what it looks like when you make the decision not to, how God alone can bring them back to the fold. So Until we see each other next week, you're going to be looking for Kathy then because she's coming back and we're going to talk all about that. And I'm not even going to end this with my usual spiel. We're just going to end it because I want you to come back and see Kathy, on next week with everything. Amen. You're ready to give us.
1: Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. Please come back. I'm excited because this is God. This is God ordained, and we live in a generation and a time where the enemy loves a broken relationship.
0: Yes, all right. He loves
1: a broken relationship, but God, God has a way of healing all of that. Every piece that has been dropped. God is going to pick it up and not only is he going to use it, because we forget even our children, if I can leave you anything else, even our adult children have to have their own testimony. And boy, how much sweeter it is when God restores.
0: Mm-hmm. And that we will end with, and we'll see you next week.